Dude, we're both drinking White Claw. Give me a cheers, my friend. There you go. Ooh. <laughs> I did it again. <coughs> oh, man. That was the episode on uh, <coughs> Two Nights Before Christmas Eve. Do you want some water? No, I have white cloth. <laughs> I stepped a white claw on the opening of the episode, and I choked <laughs> two years ago, and I just did it again. <laughs> oh, man. Apparently, I don't know how to consume alcohol in any fashion. I was singing songs to her earlier. Yeah. Getting some lullabies. There you go. Go to sleep. <laughs> go to sleep. Go to sleep, my little Kaylin. Close your eyes <laughs> and have a dream. She's, she's, gonna, <laughs> she's gonna have nightmares from that. Let's be real. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Bye. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Another. She said another. Yeah, she. Yeah. She loves that. You like it, Kay? No. Yeah. Another. Oh, that's funny. Time for bad, baby. Yeah, on. that's really funny. Yo, so we got uh, uh, Tuesday night. Are you going to be able There's to... There's no way I'm doing that. There's no way you're <laughs> you doing it. 10 o'clock at night? Fuck starting no. Starting at 10 p.m. <laughs> no, I didn't even... I didn't even respond to you because you that's not. ridiculous. I know it, no chance I'm I doing I know that. it's ridiculous, but that, that's like the only time that yeah. uh, Chase, who is a dad... And Tom, who is married, it's the only time that would work. Good that, night. that is so cool that you guys will have that episode together. <laughs> I'm totally fine with that. What if I love you? I love doing this podcast, but I am not starting one at ten o'clock at night. That is ludicrous on a, on a Tuesday. <laughs> Fuck that. Well, we're gonna try to pack everything in in an hour, so that way you'll be done by eleven, and you could be in bed by eleven fifteen. At eleven fifteen, I will have been asleep. For two and a half hours, <laughs> at least. I know, dude. Just one, one night. I'm asking for one. Like you'll be tired for two or three days. <laughs> no, I'm not. Then, I'm not doing that. <laughs> it's gonna be such a great episode. Ah, oh. there have been lots of great episodes I that know. have not included me. No, I and mean this will be one of them. Ah, uh, sorry. I love you. I know. Yep. I, it's all good. I it's not personal. As it's, soon as as soon as they gave the time, they're like they agreed to it. They're like, yeah, ten o'clock Tuesday is the only time that'll work. And I was like, well, that rules out Ashlyn about ninety nine percent sure. No, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Oh man, that's dude. You know, I was um, uh, I was I was watching these um, uh, these the things I watch on. In my in my free time are kind of obscure. It's like either <laughs> like uh, weird documentaries, or I go back and watch old interviews of scientists and stuff like that. And I was watching one on a mathematician, and he was showing how um, mathematically point nine 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 repeating is exactly the same as one. Hmm. 
So 99.99999% is exactly the same as 100%. And I was like, no, those things are, they're not. Right. Like 0.999 is not the same as one. But so get this. If you take one and divide it by three, you get 0.333 repeating, right? Mm Mm-hmm. If you take that and multiply it by three, you get 0.9999999. That's weird. Right? That's a weird sound, too. (laughs) I know that sound. (laughs) Hang on. (laughs) Let's play guess that sound. If anyone can email us and say, I know what that sound is. I'll buy you lift tickets to Caberfay. Yeah. <laughs> if you can guess that sound. So. Yeah, so. Weird. Point, so if you take one and you divide it by three. Yeah. Point three 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 repeating. And then you multiply it by three. You just do the backwards math. You get point nine 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 nine. That hurts my stomach. So point nine 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 mathematically is the same but as point three, one. But I mean, three does some weird shit, though. It's there's a, There's a few different ways of doing it, but mathematically you can prove that this is what i watch in my free time this is the weird shit i've been watching cobra kai and that's fucking <laughs> badass have you watched cobra kai i have it's it's on my two watch oh god but you've watched the karate kid movies yeah when i was a kid. oh my god it's non-stop fantastic television start to finish every fucking episode is there new it's episodes so good yeah just there's a new season that just came yeah because it's so good you talk a year ago we talked about Cobra Kai. Oh, we did yeah. in March. That's right. And you literally said <laughs> exactly the same it's thing. So you good. said start to finish, wild ride. It's so good. <laughs> for the last 365 days, I've been sitting in this chair, uh, waiting, just anxiously waiting for season two. It's so good. <laughs> that's what I do in my spare time. Oh, that's funny, man, dude. Yeah. So, so get this. Uh huh. Um, I had a vasectomy on Wednesday. Okay. Did I tell you I was doing this? No. So this is totally new information to you. Yeah. Not surprised, though. You're not surprised? I'm not surprised. Why not? It's just a thing that I could see you doing. Like, there's always something. Like, it's something. <laughs> like, I bought a plane. I bought, you know. I'm, I'm selling drugs now. I'm not, <laughs> Whatever no, it is. Let's be very clear. <laughs> I am not selling drugs. Right. I might, <laughs> I might buy a plane. Right. That's but possible. I'm just saying, yeah, it's a selling drugs thing. It's, you know, there's always something that's like, I'm going to be, uh, you know, <laughs> astrophysicist. Like, it's, yeah, I'm not surprised. I got a vasectomy. It falls in line <laughs> with pretty much everything you do. So, yeah, oh, I, I am not funny. surprised. Yeah. So what, what uh, made you want to get a vasectomy? Dude, the responses that I've got from everyone uh, about... The vasectomy has been so wild to me. Um, it's been like across the board. Like some people are like, oh man, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, why are you sorry? Like some people feel really bad. Some people are really confused. And um, I mean, I think about the different reasons why I wanted a vasectomy. Like I'm almost 40 years old. Like I'm a breath away from 40. And. I I mean, I don't have any kids right now, but I don't even have any prospects. Like, there's one human on this planet I would have 
I would have kids with at this point in time. And I, I look, I don't see that. And it's still not biologically possible for us to do that. So, yeah. Well, oh, <laughs> me and you. <laughs> Man, me with, I'm not picking up on these jokes lately. Or they're just bad. <laughs> that's well, possible. That's probably 50 50. Um, I, I don't, I don't think kids with that person is probably in our future. Probably not. Um, so even so, even if I were to meet like the, the human of my dreams and we decide to have, you know, to procreate we're I'm still probably a couple of years off, like probably. And at that time, I mean, I, I want to make sure that our ideologies for raising children are like they need to be as close to i mean 90 percent as possible i mean like i understand my ideologies for child rearing i'm probably not going to be the same for anyone ever but they need to be close if you're going to procreate and create a human like you need to be close on on those ideologies in some capacity um and so like there's those things and so like rearranging your life uh getting into a place where kids are fit um and like meeting the person and going through all those things i'm, I'm at least a couple of years out yeah can i contend with one thing though go i don't think that you have to your ideologies have to match the reason i say that is mine has shifted dramatically from the from pre-kids to current well, with two kids fair. the way i That's think fair. about raising kids has seriously shifted um entirely like 180 from before to now what has made us i believe successful or at least where we (laughs) however you define success we get along and we're okay and everyone loves each other is that what we did do was make sure that jess and i were good at trying to work things out and deal with things when we disagree and have conversations when we disagree and make compromises that is what mattered not that we had aligned philosophies on raising kids because it it changes no matter what you think your expectations this is how i'm going to do it this is what i believe everything changes yeah constantly well, and I mean, then and then you run into stuff new stuff all the time that you don't think you're going to run into like um i can't think of good, what were you going to say i mean that's it's a great reason why I have you and and Jess and then Andy and Sam as like my best friends because I don't have to figure out how to raise a kid. You're just going to watch us. (laughs) I put myself around you guys and I'm like, you know, this is the best birth control, honestly. (laughs) Okay. Like like watching you guys have kids. I'm like, you know, honestly, I'm good. (laughs) This is the exact amount of child I want in my life is like once a week or so just Uh for about an hour. Um, that's how I feel about dogs. <laughs> I love I'm like, dogs, I'm good man. with like, we had, so didn't you guys get a dog yeah. for like a real short season? Oh, that fucked me up, man. So really? there's a lot to that. Was so, it traumatizing? It was for me. Yeah. Really? So we had, um, um, we had, so when I was a kid, we were never allowed to get a dog because that's a big deal. Like getting a dog in your family, got to be taken yeah, care it of. It costs money. There's vet, you know, all this stuff. So, you know, after working on, our parents, um, my brothers and I finally got a dog. Like it was a big deal. We got this puppy and then it was like a week and that's it. Then the puppy was gone. Like, no, this isn't going to work out. Yeah. It was, you know, who made the decision? 
I don't know, I was probably like five or six years old, if that. I was real little. Mm. Um, but I was aware of it and understood it, and it was devastating as a little kid. Oh, this dog was gone. Um, so we decided we were going to get, uh, we were going to get a dog, our family now. And we're kind of in the same boat. Like, you know, you're here, you know, things can get kind of crazy here. Like two little kids and we're, you know, we're busy. Um, uh, but we wanted to go for it and we really thought this is going to be good for us. This is going to be the right thing. Um, so we found this dog that we liked, Frankie. Um, if you have ever, you probably not. Some people might understand this reference. Um, there's a show on Netflix called Grace and Frankie. Have you ever seen this? I have not. So it's about these two older ladies who um, basically become their best friends. And one of them is very uptight, very, you know, rigid and businesswoman and very you know, all about business. And the other one just smokes pot all day. She's just a blast. She's fun. All she cares about is having fun and just let it go and everything's cool. And um, we named the dog Frankie after her because we needed a reminder to just let go. Yeah. Right? We were up. We we feel uptight and this dog will help us. This dog will be our reminder to just let go. Everything's fine. Um, That's good. I like that. Yeah. So we had Frankie for about a week. I would say Frankie was like, an older, smaller dog. No, right? uh, he was young. He was he was probably nine, ten months old. Oh, so okay. Yeah, but yeah, it was a smaller, smaller dog, Yorkshire Terrier or something like that. I think. Yeah. Or Yorkie or Yorkie. I yeah. know nothing about dog. Yorkie Doodle, some kind of like Yorkie mixed with like a little poodle kind of thing. Um, little sweet dog. I'm sure Jen is listening right now, knowing exactly what you're talking about, yeah. but I don't know anything. Um, and there were quite a few factors that rolled into this, but um, David really struggled with him. Just the anxiety of like, he's getting too close to the cats or he's not supposed to go downstairs. He's not like he, so it, David would get really worked up and then the dog oh. would want to kind of jump on him and play with him and he oh. was unsure. And ultimately it wasn't worth so we pulled the plug pretty quick because we thought if we keep trying, the longer we try, the harder this is going to be yep. if it doesn't work out. Yep. So, you know, we made the decision and took him back to the rescue and, um, and it fucked me up. Really? I, yeah. I laid on this couch that you're on and just bawled. I was really messed up because to me, it was almost like, you know, All over as again. a little kid. Yeah. Like it, you know, but I had to make the decision. Oh. You know, so then it wasn't my parents telling me this is happening and it's out of my control. It's nope, I'm doing this, oh. and it was horrible. <laughs> it was really hard. That's heavy, um, dude. Yeah, it was a tough. It was a tough time. Um, I remember you asked me a few times. Maybe you and Jess asked me a few times. How do you feel about getting a dog? Because I've I I grew up with dogs. I've raised mm-hmm. four different dogs. Three of them from that were rescue. I raised one from birth like a black lab i'm yeah. super familiar with dogs i honestly i'm gonna be i don't remember what i told you yeah i, I don't remember if i was like get a dog or don't but i, I think remember we, it's a lot we learned that you know it was like it felt like having a, a third kid in our house mm-hmm. it felt very much like that and i don't think we were ready for that like like jess and i hadn't really you know because I've never experienced, never had a dog of my own that I had to take care of and be responsible for and train. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think that 
you know, we've had cats forever. Yep. And that's nothing that, like the same no. thing at all. They're the ones that tell us what to do all yep. the time. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think we learned we learned that we're probably not not a dog family. a dog family. Fair enough. Yep. Not everybody is. And it was a tough lesson to learn, but we learned it. I think when I have kids, if I have kids, um, strange, I said when, after having a vasectomy, that's very strange. (laughs) Uh, If I ever have kids, I'll definitely have dogs with kids for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, to circle back around, um, birth control in the female body is detrimental. Uh, yeah. it's, it, it messes with hormone production mm-hmm. and, uh, can mess with weight fluctuation and acne and, uh, foggy, uh, cognitive responses. Like your brain doesn't feel good. You have trouble sleeping. You have trouble waking. It is detrimental. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, it's only about 96% effective. Um, which looking at the math, that's really good. But also it's, if you get pregnant on birth control, it can be really hard and dangerous on the human body as well. Yeah. And then you have IUDs, which are terrible. I mean, they're very effective, very effective, but ridiculously painful to get put in. And uh, there's a lot of good science out there. That if you get them taken out, you, you can uh, go right back into fertility. But also there's stories of people that have issues with fertility after IUDs. And if you're a female and you want your tubes tied, that's like six week recovery highly invasive and that that recovery is if everything goes well i was in the doctor's office my appointment was 8 30 in the morning i show up i was at the va in battle creek uh the va pays for it um because of my disability and i roll up and <laughs> dude so i go into the specialty clinic i walk in and i'm like it's the va i'm gonna be here for like all day five hours yeah it's you a know? long yeah i walk in no one's in the facility i like walk up to the counter and she goes mark and i was like uh yeah she's like come on back we're waiting for you i was like Dang. <laughs> what and so i walk in the back i sign two forms and then the lady's like come on in the doctor's gonna see you and the doctor was this russian guy and he was maybe in his mid forties, not too much older than me actually. And um, he had just come back from Christmas break, and he was like happy, <laughs> <laughs> like as all he does are vasectomies and reversals. That's his whole career. Mm. And like he was like happy, and he's like, "Go ahead, pull pull your pants down." And so like I pulled him down, a real thick, heavy Russian accent. And so I pulled him down, and he's like, <laughs> like playing with my junk and like humming at the same time. <laughs> he goes, "Very good." Very, very good. Yeah. So that's kidding. what you want to hear. Well, it wasn't talking about my uh, penis necessarily. It was uh, how easy he found uh, the vasive femur, or whatever it is. It's the it's the thing they they remove basically. Okay. Um, the little tube, and so he was like feeling around the sides and stuff like that. Very good, and because uh, he found it easily. Apparently, it's hard to find on some people, not others. Um, and then I go into the other room. He pulls up two little forms electronically. I sign them. And uh, the nurses have me change into uh, um, a gown. I kept my shirt and my socks on. I was on the bed in 15 minutes from the time I walked in. I was on the table. And uh, the nurse is like, all right, taking a time out. Please state your full name and why you are here. So I was like, my name is Mark Jacob Short. I'm here for a vasectomy. And they're like, okay, we're going to continue. And the doctor like poof, walks in the door. He's like, okay, here we go. <laughs> and grabs the light again. He's like, all right, small pinch. And he, and I'm not kidding you, dude, this was hurt less than my tattoos. Huh. It was, it, it was nothing. Like I couldn't believe how 
low on the pain scale it was. And mm-hmm. I mean, he was basically saying, if you feel anything, like he gave me like some lidocaine, some local, and then he's like, do you feel this? I'm like, yes. He's, then he gave me a little bit more. He's like, do you feel this? I was like, nope. And then he went forward. And before I could really know what was going on, 10 minutes on the right side, done. Mm-hmm. Then he walks around the left side, 10 minutes, done. 20 minutes in and out. Hmm. Um, then the, the nurse sits me up. <laughs> this is the funny part. She sits me up on the table and like, oh, by the way, the doctor didn't even get his name. No idea who he is. And he, like, as soon as he's like, okay, done. And he like takes off his, his gloves real fast and poof, right out the door. Like onto the next sector. No, like shot of vodka with you. <laughs> no, I, I was like, thank you, doctor. Oh, you're gone. Like just out the door. It was mm. just kind of, I felt, I felt a little used. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good. How much? Like I felt a little used. Yeah. Um, and then he, uh, um, they, he left, so the nurse sits me up, and she goes, <laughs> "She goes, do you have any pain?" And I go, "Only the cries of my unborn children." <laughs> I bet she's never heard that before. And she goes, "She goes, oh." <laughs> she goes, "I feel bad for laughing." And I was like, "No, you need to laugh. That's funny." Mm-hmm. And uh, then I drove home. I had an hour drive home, mm-hmm. and um, they're like, "Just keep some uh, ice packs on it the first day." Um, 48 hours you should be good to go for anything else uh wait a week to lift any heavy weights mm. and i was like a week bro and i can be under heavy weights again yeah a week are you kidding me mm. and the, the nurse <laughs> the nurse looks at me and she goes um it like dead in my face she goes no sex for seven days okay and i was like who do you think i am like, like fabio listen man <laughs> you think i'm like plowing a bunch of chicks over here i know you're using this thing constantly <laughs> so just cool it down for seven days <laughs> can you see the mileage on it when you look at it like you should be able to tell like yeah seven days shouldn't be a problem i'll be okay for seven days without any sex so and i asked her i was like what's the reason she's like the jarring action we, you just don't want to jar what's going on the, the stuff needs to heal yeah, I, I would like, imagine it's okay. gotta heal up yeah so but look seven days dude hmm. i am back um, I'm like, f- like, so this is Sunday. It's been four days. So I have three to three more days to go. There's no pain or anything now. It feels pretty good. Everything, everything's good. The, the incision sites are scabbed over. Um, there was no, no sutures either. No stitches. Hmm. They just put, they glued it in Steri-Strip and it like, uh, it falls off in seven or eight days. Hmm. Um, naturally they're like, don't pull it off. Uh, just let it be. And, um, it's wild why are we not encouraging this as a community because Mm -hmm. like i was thinking about it like a a female can get pregnant once in a year pretty much yeah i can i did the math assuming that uh i can produce enough sperm to impregnate one female every four hours now that is some stamina right there if you called it three a day it's a lot yeah that's a thousand yeah a thousand women right that's ridiculous Mm mm-hmm that is that's insane yeah and yet we are projecting all of the birth control into the female population and that's not okay and so yeah and so i i was just like this is super easy for me because the last two girls i dated neither of them were on birth control and i mean just to be frank with you like we did the pull-out method and like the easy question people say is like well why don't you use condoms because they suck like condoms are the worst and it, it, it removes the, the human factor and the human connection when it comes to sex. Like, the whole idea is, is to connect. And it takes part of that away. And I understand it's protection. I get it. But is, if, if you both are, I mean, 
So for me, if, if I'm in a monogamous relationship, I'm probably not going to use a type of contraceptive that is going to protect me in that capacity. Probably not a condom. But um, in both in uh, both previous relationships, we didn't use any. And so I just, I mean, I, I pulled out. That's what I did. And I did. we didn't have any scares. I, I had zero scares in four years of dating, hmm. which is pretty, I mean, like, I feel like that's good. But at the same time, we we just assume that the female is supposed to oh are you on the pill it's like such a such a common question yeah i think um part of that's probably you know um just a power thing of the patriarchy i'm sure that that's that that influences it but you know it's also the difference between taking a pill Again, it impacts the body, and I understand that. Believe me, I understand that. You know, in our family, we've you know we've gone through that and had to deal with that, and yeah. you know, um, Jess has made the decision not to do that anymore. Um, but it, you know, so it's taking a pill or having some kind of procedure, surgical thing done. Yeah. Um, you know, I think there's that's probably a part of it too. You know that that there's a a big difference at least on the surface, you know, of the impact of those two things. Um, well, I mean, if, if you take just cost and time alone, you will spend vastly more money on birth control than you would, uh, a vasectomy. Yeah. And vastly more time. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's not even close on that one. Yeah. We're on the same page with this. I think, I think, uh, I agree with you, man, for sure. That's, that's the, uh, yeah. No, I'm not sterile yet. Mm -hmm. I won't be sterile for about six to eight weeks. Hmm. Um, there is residual sperm that will live, um, in the tube that connects everything together. And so, <laughs> so you got some work to do to get all that so, out. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny because I was asking her, I was asking the nurse, I'm like, so how long? And they're like, well, we'll schedule, um, we'll schedule a follow-up appointment eight weeks out and then we'll test a sample. It'll be totally clean. <laughs> I guarantee and it. I was like, it really takes that long. She's like, no, it's really like 15 to 20 ejaculations. And then you're free of stream. And I was like, Oh, you can schedule it next Wednesday. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be totally, totally clean in about 10 days. Like get, get out of here with that six week stuff. Four hours <laughs> a week, <laughs> 24 hours. Uh, but they, they made it really clear. Like do not ejaculate on less than 48 hours out. I'm like, why do you, who do you think I am? So you think I'm this addicted to sex? But I did. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I said, fuck that shit. Yeah, no. So, um, well, congratulations, man. Thanks, dude. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm i scared to do it. I, it's time. We're done. So I dude, might as was, well do it. It was it's just scary to me. It was less pain than my tattoos. Yeah. I'm not kidding you. Like, it was wild how, I mean, a three out of 10 on the pain level. Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding you. A three out of 10. It was it's so ridiculously painless. Hmm. But then it's just the mental thing of someone's down there with a knife right now. Yeah. You know, that's it, too. That gives me a lot of anxiety. Like, someone could, you know, I just, it's, that's scary to me. Like, somebody is cutting <laughs> in the region. It's pretty close. You know. So, it is not underneath. Everyone thinks that, the, like, it's the balls. It's not. So, if you, like, if you are uh, looking down from the top, mm-hmm. um, and if you think of a clock, uh <laughs> <laughs> like uh 10 and 2 
Like it's it's pretty near the top, hmm. and but it's right in the crease, uh, mm-hmm. and so it, it and it's four millimeters, so less than a half of a centimeter. Yeah, and they glue it together with a stereo strip. There's no there's no stitches. Hmm. Like, dude, go get your go get your nuts chopped, bro. Yeah, like, I'm gonna start looking into it. I every, probably should. Everyone needs to do this. Like, yeah. across, and then not only that, if I want to have kids within ten years, I can get it reversed with high probability of success rate. After 10 years, still pretty good. Up to 20 years, bro. Mm. I mean, I'll be 60. Let's be right. I, I ain't pumping no kids at 60. You never know what happens. Nah. You know? Things, you just never know. I don't think, I don't, I don't think the world will be around by then. Um, hmm. I think we're gonna, I think the world will be done by then. That's another conversation. Or it could it be this one? I don't know. You don't want, <laughs> you don't want to think, you're raising kids. You don't want to think about the world ending in 20 years. No, I really don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Yeah, so I have I have about eight weeks, so I need oh. to need to be careful. Okay, for eight weeks. Okay. Well, you be careful. Thank you. Yep, I'm trying to. I've been been pretty careful to this point. So that is, I mean, overall, I've like probably. Oh, dude, I'm bruised. My 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 peen is bruised. <laughs> <laughs> like. It, I, I I mean this in the most up upbeat way. Like I have, I have like a colored penis. Like it's got it's got some color to it. It it looks it looks like a brindled colored dog, of black and blue and regular color. It doesn't hurt, but it's just some of the bruising from the cut like went up into my penis. Yeah, and it's it's the cool. I'll send you a picture. <laughs> just show me now. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we were recording this uh, for YouTube. <laughs> we probably should start doing that. Uh, there, dude. YouTube YouTube uh, podcasts are so much. They're so they're watched so much more than just audio ones. Well, they just give people another option. Like it's not like it's a uh, has to be just on YouTube. Like there's a you know you, this conversation. If you listen on your normal podcast thing, it's normal. Like I listen to stuff on my drive home sometimes. I'm flipping through YouTube and there's, you know, a Joe Rogan clip or whatever and a watch, but it's nice to have an option to put it all together, right? There's, you know, there's different avenues that you can do it and it doesn't hurt. It's just an extra layer of thing that we have to do to set a camera up in front of us and, or two cameras or whatever, whatever it looks like. Even doing it live can be cool. Like, you know, that's on top of sending a recorded version to youtube and the normal thing to spotify um you know people scrolling through facebook could just hang out with us and talk you know and comment and you know whatever there's an engagement level there too well i thought about doing a a tiktok uh because that's obviously that's the newest thing you're shaking your head but it's the newest thing um especially for like podcasters and comedians dude like they pop up on my on my on my timeline and i love it they're so funny Hmm. And it's like 30 seconds, a quick clip. And I'm like, God, this is a great podcast. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Like Mark explains clips, you know, that goes on, on TikTok. Yeah. I like the idea. I want to, I want to start really thinking about like live streaming though, even if it's on live Twitch. Stream? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like oh. on Facebook live or like on Twitch, you know, there's different, all kinds of different platforms, but live streaming the podcast and then it's the same thing that got live streamed that goes off to youtube and spotify and the normal show but people have an option to just be with us and hang out with us live 
um you know i think that's cool because i i like twitch for different stuff like music i really like twitch for listening and watching music even if it's just a dude hanging out in his room with a guitar taking requests and playing songs i'm way more interested in that sitting here and watching that than i am just turning on music and sitting here and listening to music. People could like give us topics to talk about or even engage in the conversation. That's really interesting. Yeah, there's different things you can do with that. <clears throat> but like the uh, the bad Christian guys, they haven't done it in a while, but they had a weekly Twitch show where they would kind of just have a normal conversation, but they would do other... There was like a variety show. Like they would have, you know a song a cover song and they would do you know reveal part of a new song they were doing or rehearsal for this or they'd have a get you know so there was different stuff happening through the show and they did that once a week but um just you know i love the idea of you know we have people that engage with us that you know there should be a live element to that i think people would i think people would be into that it's interesting Mm -hmm. do you have any new year's resolutions nope I don't believe in that bullshit. <laughs> I really don't. I really struggle with the whole New Year's resolution thing. I always have. That's. It's so irritating. It sucks. I believe in goal setting, Mark, and I believe. Listen, I believe. But it was so there's nice. nothing fucking special about January first. It's bullshit. It's another opportunity to sell people gym memberships and health coach memberships. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> I struggle with that. Oh, dude, that's funny. Um, yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, I do not have a... So, no, the answer to your question is no. So, I haven't done New Year's resolutions in a while. Um, probably a decade or so. After not meeting any of my resolutions literally ever mm. <laughs> i just stopped doing them but i started um doing uh themes for the upcoming year like okay what, what i felt like each mm. year was going to be and i would and i i can't i can't remember what the thing i had i've been doing it for like six or seven years now like i would like take the first week of the year and think about what do I want the theme for this year to be? Excellence. <laughs> <laughs> authentic. authentic. <laughs> Reference back to intentional master's, master's commission. Um, so this is fucking brilliant though. It is like that whole well, that whole idea was brilliant because I'll never forget that. And I'll no. and those concepts to me are well, so I'm drilled in. And, I'm using them now. Yeah, and, every day. And I'm using them in kind of. I mean, slightly di- slightly different, but I mean, using the same ideas, same concepts. And in the beginning of 2020, uh, I decided, um, so there's, there's these two words. Um, and if you go back to the Latin root, there's disaster and crisis. And both of these words are fairly similar. But if you go back to the root word, like disaster is disastros, which is without light. Um, that's what disaster means. And crisis uh, means to sift. Um, and you think about it like a sieve. And you put dirt in the top of a sieve and it sifts through and, and the smaller pieces are keep falling down, but some of the stuff is left behind. And I, 
I was like asking myself the question, like whenever something really hard would come along, I would be like, is this a disaster or is this a crisis? Is mm. this, is this thing that I'm going through without light or is it trying to teach me how to remove something from my life? And, and I, I just kind of held on to that. And at the beginning of 2020, I was like, I feel like 2020 is going to be a year of crisis. <laughs> and then the pandemic mm. hit. And I was like, oh my gosh. And by no means do I feel like I was some sort of prophet in any capacity. I, but I was like, I want this to be a year where I let, I leave things behind where the things that aren't building me up or the things that aren't going through, I, I want this to be a year of crisis. I want this to be a year of sifting out the shit. Mm -hmm. And then the pandemic hit. And in 2021, I literally didn't even do it. I didn't even do it. So now I'm sitting here and it's the beginning of 2022. And I'm like a week in or so. And I'm like, I feel like this year needs to be, I need to bring it back, but it needs to be something different. And I don't know what it's, I don't know what it's going to be. Um, I was tossing around the idea of um, the Phoenix rising. Um, I really, really like that idea. Um, the Phoenix in Greek mythology uh, really like that idea. I also like that idea because in order for the Phoenix to rise, it has to fully die and then turn to ash. So like that thing is dead, like gone. Um, but I'm kind of, I've been playing around with a few different ideas. And the thing I'm not landing on that is because as soon as I find it, I know like that's the thing like oh that's what i'm looking for and i didn't hit me when i was reading through the phoenix so i don't think that's it but i don't know what i want it to be um this needs to be a year of i don't know it needs to be a year where the direction is shifting and there's growth where it doesn't things don't feel like they can grow mm. you know yeah i was hung up for a minute on uh the origin of the word phoenix um i believe it's greek it's, uh, it's greek Egypt, mythology egyptian it's egyptian yeah, yeah it's egyptian david has a um we call it his kick-ass phoenix shirt it's one of his pajama shirts and it's a phoenix and it's all lit up on fire and so pretty much once a week when he wears that to bed we talk through what that means and the idea of um, moving, I mean, we do it in six-year-old terms, but, you know, the idea of being able to change, being able to m m move things away from you that aren't so good and, and unlearn things and then relearn new things. And we, so we try to talk through that. Um, yeah. So as much as I hate New Year's resolutions, I love the idea of finding a theme that you want to grow around. Yeah. And you know, that can be, and that can vary and that can change. Um, yeah. What was the question? I've had a white claw. <laughs> I'm, I don't, had, I'm, I don't drink. You've had one, I'm, three, one, three one quarters, <laughs> three quarters of one white claw. Oh man, dude. So I told you I moved back into my apartment, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. I've been there. Yes. So, uh, I need to tell this story cause it's weird. Like, <laughs> is it a ghost story? No, I don't, I mean, ghosts aren't, they're just glitches, man. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't even, I don't even 
believe in ghosts as much as I believe in glitches. Hmm. And dude, did you listen? I know you weren't on the episode. Did you listen to the um, the first part of the ghost episode where I was telling the story about how my my house was haunted? I don't listen to episodes I'm not in because it's not as in, it's not as interesting to me. <laughs> I, I did. I listened oh, to like part. I've listened funny. to part of it, but I that's I didn't that's get through the whole thing. Um, yeah, my, the house that I bought and sold was yeah. wildly haunted. But mm-hmm. no, that's not that's not. So uh, I got a divorce in 2014. Like, I don't need any more proof that we're living in a simulation. But the further I go down this rabbit hole, mm-hmm. the I mean, dude, like I'm. I'm at the point now where I'm like, well, this is, this is a simulation. So now I'm just starting to test theories and like, how can, can I actually control this? Can I manipulate the simulation in ways? Uh, like how can I alter it? Because I mean, Mr. Anderson, <laughs> yeah. Tom Anderson, if I can, if I can change, if I can manipulate, I mean, cause if this is just, a, a sequencing of numbers running ca- calibrated on a system, then the system it, it's basically it's, it's calculating if this, then that that's all it is. Mm-hmm. But if I can change the, if then the outcome changes and, uh, or if I can change the, this, so if this, then that, if I can change either of two variables, then I can change the outcome. And I'm trying to figure out how do I do that? And, I got a divorce in 2014 and I moved out and into this apartment. Uh, it's in Holt, Michigan. It's in a place called Cricket Ridge. It's amazing. Oh, so this is where, this is the apartment you moved into immediately following the divorce. Yes. Okay. And, I didn't and, realize that. Well, see, okay. I, a lot of, a lot of people don't know this. I don't even know if I ever talked about this. This, me and Juge were planning on moving out of our house anyways. We were done with house living. We wanted to move into an apartment and me and Juge actually went to this place and applied together mm-hmm. to live there. And um, we got accepted as a couple. And then like two weeks later, our marriage fell apart and I moved in alone. Mm-hmm. So she was actually on the lease <laughs> for the first year that I was there. And then I took her off a year later because um, I continued to live there by myself. Um, Juge, if you're listening to this, you're welcome for boosting your credit. Um um uh and so i moved into this place and the the following three years were some of the most radical growth of my entire life like i unlearned so much of who i was i've talked about the story a thousand times like that season of my life i just treasure Mm -hmm. i hold so closely in my life and a lot of it has to do with the place i was at i felt like that apartment was like magical like there was something about that apartment and i just i loved it it was peaceful but a lot of weird things happened to me there too like i experienced a lot of strange things while there um like one night um this was in january 2017 it was snow out so it was just like right now there's snow on the ground i live on the second floor um and in my in my bedroom i sleep on the left side of the bed and in the bathroom is right next to uh the bed on the left side so i in the middle of the night if i get up i just hop off go to the bathroom and come right back to bed um on the other side of the bed and the room is a window and the window is just like there's nature um there's like woods and stuff right there um and I woke up at two in the morning one night, and this is just a random Tuesday or something. And I woke up out of a dead sleep, and the very first thing I thought is, I need to go look out this window. 
and I've, I don't ever do this. So I walked around my bed and over to the window and I looked down and right below the window is standing a deer and it's looking at me and I, I wasn't making any noise and I'm inside and on the second floor and the lights are off. So this deer can't see me like, at all. And I'm like staring at this deer and it's staring at me. And I'm like, is this a, is this, am I dreaming? Is this a dream? It feels like a dream. And and I'm standing there. I'm like, no, this is this is really happening. And then I thought to myself, I wonder if I can touch this deer. And so I put my hand out. I just extend my hand out, and the tail of the deer just lifts up slowly. And I was like, oh, this is fucking weird. And I felt like the veil of reality like stretched thin for a moment. Hmm. And I like peered through to the other side, and we were like just two living entities crossing paths on more than just a physical plane. And then I put my arm down, its tail goes down, and it just walks off nice and slow. And then I just walk to the other side of the bed and I go back to bed. And that happened at this apartment. So th- this apartment holds so much, like it just, there's, it's just, um, I, I can't, I have so much love for this place. I can't, I can't explain it. Mm-hmm. And so then I move out, uh, I start dating this girl and I move out and um, I live at Andy's place. I move so many times. So I, I pack up my whole life. I go to Andy's and then I move into a house and then I move into a friend's house and then I move out to Colorado and then I move back to Grand Rapids at a friend's house. Then I move to another friend's house. Then I buy a house. So that many times, what, seven times, move seven times, never unpacked my stuff. Four years, sat in boxes for four years, never unpacked. And I don't know why I didn't think about it, but I was just like, eh. I'll, I'll, I'll just unpack it at my next place or whatever. And I just kept it there. Halfway through remodeling my house, August of, or halfway, like mid-July mm-hmm. in, of last year, I'm like, I wonder, because I'm on the north side of Lansing and Cricket Ridge is in, is, is in Holt on the south side. So I call up Bob, the maintenance guy, and I was like, hey, Bob. He's like, what's up, Mark? How you doing? Oh, it's like a long time, man. He's like, uh, and I, well, I asked him, I was like, what's the waiting list look like? He's like, uh, 87 people. I was like, oh, geez, there's no chance I'm ever going to get in. He's like, well, let me see if I can pull some strings. Calls me back 15 minutes later. He goes, you won't believe it. I was like, what? He's like, your old apartment's coming up August 1st, two weeks. And I was like, wait, my apartment, like the one I lived in? He's like, yeah. I was like, get out of here. He's, and I was like, it's too soon. I, August 1st is too soon. He's like, come put a $300 deposit down and we'll hold it for you as long as you, as you want. I was like, the maintenance guys pulling that kind of. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, it, it's a small, like it's privately owned and the maintenance guys worked there for 30 years and everyone's real close. Um, and so I went in and put a, a $300 deposit and I didn't move in until October 1st. Hmm. So, um, two full months they they held the apartment for me and dude the moment i the moment i walked in the door the very first time it was like my my soul had been waiting to go back it, it's it was it's it's hard to explain but i like brought everything over and i started unpacking boxes that i hadn't unpacked since i moved out of there Mm -hmm. so i like i packed these boxes in this apartment and then i unpacked them back into the apartment and it's so strange to me like of all the places i could have moved out of all of the locations that could have opened up or not opened up because it's hard to get into apartments right now on your first night there 
Did the deer visit you again? Last night they no, did, dude. Come on. I'm showing you right that now. That was a joke. Oh that oh no, I saw the video you're showing David. Last night. Was that, the same? that was that two was in the, the morning, dude. But was it the same deer? No, I oh, okay. who knows if it was All the right. same deer. I wonder what that deer was thinking that night. Like he, I don't his I don't tail think was, lifts up in the air. I don't think it was a real deer. He walks out and then he's like, That was weird. <laughs> The deer was like, I wonder if I can touch him. I wonder if I can touch him. <laughs> With my tail. Did your, did, your, did your penis get erect and then go back down? It did, but it hurt really bad. <laughs> Dude, I woke up this morning... With a raging, raging boner. And I was like, please go away. Please go away. Not yet. I'm too soon. Too soon. Um, but dude, like of all the things, out of all the things, all, all the places, and I'm like, why this place? Why now? Why here? And, and since I've been there, it's like growth 2.0 all mm-hmm. over again. I've been there for two months now. November, December, yeah, uh, th- uh, three months. I've been there for three months. And the things that have happened are fucking wild, dude. I can't even I can't even begin to explain the weird shit that's been happening. But, like, it's weirder this time. It, it, I feel like it's more focused. And I feel like back then, I was just, it, like, fit, like, coming into the realization of the weirdness of all that exists. And now... I feel like I'm a little more um, seasoned. I'm conditioned. And like these weird thoughts keep coming to my brain. And I'm like, I wonder if I can control this. Like, I wonder if I can manipulate this. And then I had some conversations with some friends. And a friend of mine was like, it sounds like um, your apartment is a doorway. And I was like, oh. And as soon as she said that, I was like, ooh, that sounds interesting to me. And I was like, okay. Um, what do you mean doorway? She's like, well, th- there's a book called 10,000 doorways of January. You should read it. And the, the story is about a girl named January and through her life, she, she comes across doorways and they lead to different places. And I'm starting to wonder if this apartment is a doorway, but the, the doorway leads me to like further it leads to it leads me to myself in further growth stages or in it's like, dude, it's so hard to like, when I try to put into words, it doesn't even make sense. Can I tell you what I'm thinking? Yeah. Um, that could be true. That there, <laughs> that you, you have just, to remember I'm a scientist first, yeah. so I'm, I'm decrediting everything I think. So let me immediately, let me, let me share my thought with you. Um, that could be true, that there's some kind of universal thing happening, something powerful and that we don't understand and can't explain about the geographical location of that apartment. And, you know, that's, sure, I, I've learned to approach things like that very agnostically, that I don't understand mm-hmm. and I can't, and I'm not going to say that I know I have the answer. But what looks likely to me from the outside perspective is you moved into that place the first time seven years ago, eight years ago, 2014, eight years ago, right when you were getting a divorce, I was, which is a big thing to happen in your life, an extremely big thing. And I remember 
what life was like back then and the things that you you were you you were in a place where you needed and were going to inevitably go through growth. Yeah. If something major like that happens in your life, you're gonna you're gonna phoenix that shit, right? You have to, or you don't survive. You get you if you don't go through a major period of growth and you're in that place meaning like you're going to, you're going through a divorce um that would be horrible so you you did the growth path right um and you so you went through it you you burned away a lot of stuff and you um you grew and you changed um fast forward this past year when you were remodeling the house and before that was also a big year rough year very rough year for you yeah um you went through a lot of stuff and um so you were primed to have another season where yeah you were going to go through it and you were going to grow or you were going to die right almost did so both of these times it's pretty incredible that you ended up in the same unit. That's, part that's part part of that part. was you had this relationship, I think, with this place. Apartment units come available all the time, right? And I'm not trying to shit on oh, your on your idea dude, here. You're but talking to the guy who is the most skeptical. People live in apartments for a year to two years, so there's a good chance that within four. that within a few months this unit would become available. Yeah, right, because. People turn over apartment units and they move on to the next thing and they go somewhere else. I'm they live you, in a man. people live in apartments because they're they not they're not going to be right. there very long. So that being said, the high likelihood that this unit would come available within six months and the fact that you had a relationship with the guy it wasn't six it's months. Not so much that it was magic. It was probably bro pretty coincidental. Bro, and it wasn't you know, six months. It was two weeks. Right. You said two months before. You no, said they I held it for you for, for two months. For, no, but like when I called, it was coming okay. available in yeah, two you're weeks. Yeah, right. you're right. Still, with is a two week, two out of 52 chance, right? What's I, that? One out of 25? No, it's, not, it's not a two out of 52. It's four years. That's That person lived, the same person lived there for four years. If, it was if, the person that moved you're in. You're not listening. If they're going to, if if people move out of an apartment, you know, every year or two, do you, you know, it just depends. There's, you know, a good chance that within a year from any given time, an apartment's going to be sure. free. So that's a two. Absolutely. That's one in 52, you know, in a week, one in 52. You said two weeks. chances. So we're, four, getting, we're getting really in the weeds here. Four percent. <laughs> you want to talk chances? Four percent. Okay. But that part is kind of crazy. But what I'm saying is you didn't move into this place and some sort of magic gate no, opened. No, and that's made part you of grow. The magic. You moved into that place in a position in your life, in circumstances in your life, where you were going to have an, a growth experience, and because you had a major one for seven years ago or whatever, your the memories, the smell, the place, the the stairs as you walk up, the place you park, the bathroom that you take a shit on, all of those things are constantly around you from that experience that you had of growing and of going through it, you know, seven years ago. Now you're there again and another time of in your life when you need that. And so that's all I'm saying. It's, I'm going to acknowledge all of those things. Yeah. And I'm going to highlight the weirdness 
I, I am in a place of growth, but I can also tell you there has been places that I've lived and I feel like I cannot grow or in that place. Like I know that when you lived in that house, you were like, like next to the church, you mm-hmm. were like, fuck this place. I need to get out of here. And it was like something in you that says that. So I'm not saying yeah. the, the, it was the weirdness of like the person that moved in four years prior was mm-hmm. moving out within two weeks of the thought that I had, I need mm. to find a place to move. Mm. That's weird. And then on top of that, there was an 87 uh, person waiting list, which they waived, which is okay. I had a relationship. I get that. But what are the chances that they're going to hold an apartment for $300 for two months for me? Yeah. All, it's not just one thing. It's like thing after thing after thing after thing. And then when, when I walked in, the way it felt, I was like, there's things I, I'm logical about. And then there's things I'm just like, this goes beyond logic. Like this place, I am primed, but this place is also a place that harbors the environment beyond that I can explain in order for me to grow, in order in order for me to mm-hmm. experience the weirdness, dude. Because like, there's weird things that are happening there. And then on top of that, I'm learning so much about myself and who I am as a person. So it's like all of these things. And then I just flip the switch and be like what if it's not any of this and what if what if this is all just a simulation like what are the facts that i would move into the same damn apartment it's so low so low man i mean don't 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 tell me the odds it's it's just like insane to me but like and if you look at all the things the person that moved in was the one that moved out like oh that's shit's messing with my brain also i have all the same neighbors no one moves out of this place it's a it's an old person's home like Mike lives next to me, Dave lives downstairs, Caroline's across the way. Like everyone's the same. They're all the same. You and, sold me. It was voodoo. 100%. F- it was it no, was magic. Simulation. Well, yeah, it's all the same thing. The simulation. It, this is a glitch. Like it was guided, guided change to get me back into that apartment. Hmm. And so the question becomes, okay, what is the purpose for me being there? And so that is where I'm sitting at is like there's a reason I'm there mm-hmm. and I need to find it. And I'm finding it. I'm currently am finding it. But it's like now things are getting really weird. And I mean, dude, weird. Like weird, weird. Like we need to have another simulation, like a follow-up simulation podcast. <laughs> Every episode since then <laughs> has been a follow-up simulation episode. No, like I want to have one dedicated <laughs> Every to Every single one. I want to talk about um I want to talk about the holographic principle and I wanna talk um about the case of reality and I mean, it's it's. I know you're yawning, and it's probably super. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm yawning because it's nine o'clock at night, and it's time to go to sleep. Oh God, we should wrap this up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Um, yeah. So we're living in a simulation, and let me tell you one. Okay, hold on. I need to. I'm engaged. I'm with you. I'm sorry. Probably not tell you this story. Should I tell you? Just do it. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna pull up. I'm gonna pull up something. Um, so I'm. I'm writing a book, you know, I'm writing a book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm at this point where I am starting to write, um, I'm starting to write things uh, cause I don't think it's going to be a book. I think it's going to be a documentary. And, um, I was like, I think I want this documentary. Um, I, I like, I, I want it to be engaging. I like, I don't even want it to be a book. I want it to people to be like, watch it. I want it to go on Netflix. And I also, want to go on a TED talk someday. Like that's my, uh, that's my end goal here is I want to be on a TED talk. Cause I think if I do really well on TED talk, I will level up and out of the simulation. Um, that's my <laughs> Is goal. that the secret? Like so. people who have a good TED talk? Like yeah. Well, I mean, out. think about everyone that's on a TED talk, you don't hear about them again. So I think they just level up and out. They're out. Um, 
about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, um, Elizabeth. I know. I'm what's just, her name? I'm just, what's I'm, the Theranos lady's name? Um, no, there's lots of people I've been on. She, she's going to do some jail time. Do you What's know about the Theranos thing? No. Oh, yes, I do. Yeah. Yes, What's I her do. name? Elizabeth. Uh, sh- that's a crazy story. Elizabeth Holmes. Yeah. She had a big TED talk. And yep. now she's in jail. Yeah. Well, that's, that's interesting. Um, let's talk about that in a second. Hold on. So I'm trying to figure out, like, I've been sitting on, like, an intro. I need an intro for this, for the, for the documentary, for the book. Um, and I'm like, I just want it to be engaging. I want it to be simple. Um, so I, I'm intentionally start taking showers at night because I think when I'm in the shower hmm. and one night, uh, let's see, this is three weeks ago. Um, to preface, I brush my teeth with one of those, uh, Bluetooth Sonicare toothbrushes where when you pick it up, it turns on. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you have it sitting in the stand, it just sits, um, it senses the motion and all the lights kick on basically. Um, so I'm taking a shower and I'm, it was late. It's probably 10 o'clock at night on a Wednesday or Thursday. And all of a sudden the whole intro just comes to me. It just starts like spilling out of me. And I'm like, I feel like I'm receiving it. This, I need to go. So I like hop out of the shower, dry off and I turn off all the lights. I get ready for bed. Um, I slide into bed, like the lights are out and I'm always like, if I'm texting you, it's, it's voice to text always. Um, so I have my phone and I open up Google docs and I'm doing voice to text, uh, because it's just faster anyways. And so I say this, uh, I'll read it. So it says, I'm like, uh, you got to pretend like this is like actually a, the beginning, the opening of a documentary. I'm, yep. st- I'm standing, I got it. like white background, white background. I have nice shoes on, yep. maybe a blazer. No shirt though. <laughs> no shirt. <laughs> um, so I walk and I say, "Hello, my name is Mark. For the next ninety-three minutes, I'm going to present to you a myriad of information that will challenge a fundamental belief in your life. I'm not here to change your mind about any one thing. I'm not here to convince you that we are living in a simulation. The amount of information I'm going to present to you is massive and honestly impossible for you to believe all of it immediately. But what, but I want to ask you. I want to challenge you to do one thing." And that is to find one bit of information that is presented that you can take away from this documentary that you think is weird. There are some concepts that are quite dense, so I need to encourage you to pause and rewind as needed. I'll do my best to explain these complex ideas as simply as possible without compromising the fidelity of the idea or the data too much. Pretty simple. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is good. It's just flowing out of me. This is when things get weird. So, laying in bed pitch black just my phone to start what if you could take your fingers and put them directly on the pulse of reality my toothbrush in the other room kicks on the lights should like illuminate against the wall and i'm like i like glance over I'm like, hmm. and then they turn off and not just feel the realness the, re- the rhythmic binary pattern of this thing that you perceive life to be But what if instead you could stop that pulse? What if you could start it? What if you could speed it up or slow it down? What if you could raise and lower the pressure of that pulse or move it all together to another place? My computer monitor turns on. No joke. Right in front, like it's at the end of my bed, right in front of me, it just pops on and it's blue because I have an external monitor hooked up. So I'm sitting there with the computer monitor turned on and now the lights on my toothbrush are on. I'm like, Okay. 
this is weird. What if I were to tell you that the fingers on the pulse create the pulse that you feel? That the realness of the pulse only exists because your fingers are there to feel the pulse that creates the reality of your fingers. Kitchen light turns on. I was like, okay, hop out of bed, shut the light off, turn my computer off, shut the bathroom door, and I went to bed. Hmm. Fucking weird, bro. Mm Mm-hmm. And like all of my logical mind was like, no, you experienced like your ability to perceive reality has changed. It's shifting. Like I I know these things, but I also know I had to get up to shut off the kitchen light. So what conclusion let's assume that let's assume that all these things that happened was in some way power surge. Oh, no, no, no. Let's assume the most extreme thing that we're in a simulation and you were being communicated to or told because you didn't do anything. No. You didn't. Tr- you weren't thinking. I'm going to turn my toothbrush on. No. Bam. I'm going to turn my. You right. That wasn't going through your head. No. There was no intent on your no. part. So the other conclusion is, if if we're in a simulation, and if somehow that was connected to that, is that something was trying to say yes or get my attention. Right. There was some sort of affirmative thing. So who or what? Like, what conclusion do you draw from Zero. That? None. I have no... I, I haven't... I haven't even tried to process because there's... I don't even know what to think about it. I'm still sitting on that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, it's weird. It's just weird to me. The deer's outside of your window just nodding his head. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a shit. His I, tail I, goes up. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. I'm not not taking this seriously. Oh, I know, dude. It's really funny. I just, um, it's really funny. I, I don't know what to think about it. I have no I have no observational conclusions because there's no conclusion. I I, I would need a, some sort of hypothesis on how I got to that point. And I don't even have that. I have nothing. All I know is it got my attention, mm-hmm. and so now I'm paying attention. Mm-hmm. And the more I pay attention, the the more things I'm noticing. Yeah. Like. Small things I think I would have missed before, but now I'm like, oh, I'm picking up on it. David has a toothbrush that lights up. It's like a, it just flashes. Yeah. Like you push a button and then it flashes until it's been however long you're supposed to brush your teeth. I don't even know, like a minute or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it flashes until the timer runs out. And uh, every once in a while in the middle of the night, um, it'll just flash. Yeah, that shit. His toothbrush just flashed, like yeah, in the bathroom. Like it lights up the whole house because it's a black. You know, everything's dark. There's no light in here at night. And then his toothbrush. If I just, see, <laughs> if I see it right now, I'm gonna freak out. <laughs> Could we see it from here? There's too. There's too much light. Oh. Uh, hang on, hang on. Let's see. I'll turn this off. No, don't, dude. I'm gonna freak out. Like I will legit freak out. <laughs> what if it's flashing, dude? I can't. Oh God. No. I don't see any flash. You would know. Really? Yeah. Because it's in this the far back. away? Yeah. Because it's all black up there. I mean, it's all dark up there. There's no light up there. So oh, you geez. would see it's a bright, like, LED, like, red. It's it's really bright. Now I'm like, I'm like half expecting this it to happen. This is nice. No. It's the ambience is nice. <sighs> but dude, so so I have no conclusion, but I'm paying it. To, like, the other day. Like, the other day, I, like, it's real small things. I think they've always happened, but I don't think I've noticed. Mm-hmm. So now I'm noticing. And like the other day I was, um, I was at the gym 
and the rowers we have they're concept two rowers and you in order to turn them on you can either press a menu button and the screen pops on or you can just hop on and start rowing mm-hmm. and they'll turn on mm-hmm. and i was walking over to the rower and before i got to it the screen popped on and i was the only one in the room and i'm like and so then i'm going through my brain i'm like did i touch it i'm like i'm not even close to it and it like the whole thing fully popped on right in front of me and i'm just like okay what what are the possibilities that a computer can that this thing can kick on with no user input so it, but it's just small things like that obviously in individual experiences are just anecdotal but when you look at the whole thing when you get a thousand different inputs and they're all weird it starts to add up to something that's weird yeah so i want to i want to be careful because this is a i don't want to i don't want to trail off here but um how do i say this concisely i think that both of these can be true um we see what we're looking for yes right we see so as human beings when we see the first time we saw fire or a shooting star or a rainbow we shit our pants oh yeah right it was like what the fuck it was a god this is insane yeah this is not real this is this is beyond what i understand yeah so so now after you know hundreds of thousands of years generations after generations of learning and figuring shit out we still shit our pants when we see things that we don't yeah and and so we're looking for things that we don't understand. Yeah. Right. When I go outside and I see something flying overhead, I'm, you know, I am expectant and hopeful that it is something fantastic that is yeah. not explainable by sight. Right. That is, that is our nature. Yeah. After, after we are evolved to look for it, yep. we are, we're, you know, that is built into us. So, it can be entirely possible that we're we're going to see what we're looking for, right? Confirmation bias, right? Right. Yeah. That confirmation bias is present. So there are things that happen coincidentally that we point at and go, "That that's fucking fire." That's that thing I don't understand, right? That can be true. Alongside, maybe there's something we don't understand happening, right? There is something to all of all of these things, right? The story a couple episodes ago I told about. Laying in my bed as a seven-year-old, thinking through the scenarios of what would happen if my parents got yeah. divorced, right? It's totally possible that seven-year-old Ashlyn had seeds planted from... Maybe my parents were fighting a lot. Maybe I don't know. I don't remember. But maybe there were things happening around me that I wasn't totally conscious of and aware of that planted seeds and I thought about it. And then the next morning the news broke that my dad was leaving. Right. So at seven year old Ashley, I probably looked at that and said, Hey, this is some kind of voodoo. This is some kind of fire, right? This is, this is magic of premonition of some kind. This is something that is unexplainable that this happened at this time. And I was thinking these things and I made this happen, you know, both can kind of be true. Right. Yeah. Maybe. So I've always said, you know, how like in the Christian world, um, the power of God moves through people and they work and and then works happen. Right. The when you 
God, I haven't spoken this language in a long time. You have to put that old dusty um, hat on again. Yeah. So, you know, the idea is that, you know, the word of God and the things that God, the character of God exists in people um, because of a transformation that takes place in them, right? right? That's the whole concept and the whole idea. Well, it also comes to bear because of choices that we make to do things, yeah. right? We feed people. If you're, you know, if you're a Christian in a church that's good, you're you're fucking feeding people. You're putting backpacks on kids' backs, and you're do you're serving people yeah. and, and helping, and that's how God works. Well, maybe if you subtract the Christianity from it, it's the same thing, right? The the we're looking for greatness, and we're looking for unexplainable things, um, and we're also making them happen in a sense because we're looking for them i wouldn't say making i wouldn't say making them happen i would say your propensity is higher to experience them and that's and that's really what it is uh i've always had a high propensity to experience these things anyways we got breaking news we got break oh my gosh bob saget died bob saget died age 85 um, I've always had a propensity. 65. Oh, 65. 85. I, I thought the six was an eight. <laughs> he was 60 years old when he was filming Full House. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> All right. Sorry. No, I had to... I, I've, I've always had a propensity for spiritual experiences anyways. Um, you're kind of right in saying that we find what we're looking for. But at the same time, I wouldn't have been looking for this if none of this happened. So maybe the simulation uses the, like, here's another, okay, here's a story. Let me put it this way. Maybe this will tie it together. Um, when I first started working at the church, uh, like I, you, I came up from Florida yeah. um, and I was kind of interning. I was the worship leader, mm-hmm. right? I wasn't like being paid or anything yet. Um, I was like, developing a relationship with the pastor and stuff. And one night, um, was like doing something in the church, cleaning out something, or I don't even remember. And pastor was there and he's like, Hey, I have to go. Um, I'm going to go and do this meeting, um, and do this thing with another, with a board member and, and someone else. And we were getting close. So he explains like, there's a demon situation. I remember that. Um, and I said, okay, do you want me to go with you? Cause we're trusted. Like, you know, I'm, you know, and he's like, yeah, yeah. Do you want to? He said, yeah. Okay. Um, and we go to this house and the family, there's like some kids, you know, teenagers, a couple of young kids and, and mom and dad, and everyone's kind of like excited. <laughs> like we're going to see something magic crazy we're gonna see some exorcist shit and everyone's like expectant and like excited about that and i just remember thinking like the thing to say or that like i need to i didn't say much because i was i was riding shotgun right this was you know the pastor's thing but i did take a moment and sort of step in and say like hey i think it's important to um talk about how this is whoops this is if you're expecting to see something crazy the real crazy thing is what happens when we make choices in our lives yeah let's talk about choices let's talk about the nuts and bolts of how 
how like what are we going to do to honor god what are we going to do to you know move forward and how is god going to move through us let's talk about the nuts and bolts of that what does that look like in our lives does it mean loving people more effectively does it mean thinking through what we say and speaking with love or making choices that are better that are honoring to each other like that's the approach i took was like let's Mm -hmm. calm down let's talk about (laughs) like let's you know and so i think that mattered because you know from again this is weird talking in this way or speaking this language but like the real belief is what happens when the demon leaves you could say it's metaphorical because what what really matters is that god moved in your life and then you move on and then you your life has changed so take subtract the christianity from all that and like maybe maybe it's the same with the simulation theory with the universal theory that we're talking about the yeah. theory of everything that we're talking about yeah. right there's this um what really matters is that um you're growing yeah right and that you're that you're i don't know i don't know if i'm making sense you are I'm making and, sense yeah you know and i i i, I hear you mm-hmm. and I, I but i think you're right i think it is both um yeah, I am. I am growing, but I'm also experiencing things that I can't explain. As a scientist, who first reduces all of these experiences through high deductive re- logical reasoning, and I basically reduce them. I distill all of these experiences down to like the fundamental parts. I'm like, okay, what did I just experience? Mm-hmm. Is there any possible way that I that I like projected that or I? perceived it wrong i you know was there you know like i'm going through all these things i'm trying to dismiss these ideas that i have these experiences i'm trying i'm i would do what what anyone else would do with a logical mind if somebody were to tell me these things and i and i end up with this distillation this product that ends up being just the experience i had Mm -hmm. i mean like i wasn't look when i was in bed i wasn't looking for anything yeah, and I feel like something got my attention. But like, something, but your computer monitor turned on, yeah. and you were, and so you, and my kitchen light, the switch flipped up. Yeah. So like these, these are things that interrupted my night. Mm-hmm. I wasn't looking for that, and and I like, and so now when I say I'm not looking for these things, I'm just paying attention more than I did before, and in paying attention, am I noticing things that aren't the thing? Maybe, possibly. It's it's a good probability actually. But at the same time, like I'm also noticing things, and I'm just like. In my brain, when that happens, I'm like, that's weird. That's, and, that's, and that's all I say. And then I just move on with my life. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yes, this is a season of growth. But I know, also know that everything is connected. And I don't know how these things are connected. And I don't know how my apartment is connected to the growth and also connected to the weird experiences that I'm having. But it's all connected somehow. Mm-hmm. And I, my whole goal in all of this is to further my understanding of what that is. And I, I don't know if I'll... I'll, I'll know. Could you be like the one? Like no, I don't think I'm the one at all. No. Oh no. No, I, I think I think Elon is the one. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, I think he's player one. He's a douchebag. I love him. <laughs> Huge fan. <laughs> Huge. Fan. Uh, I don't, people, I'm fine. Yeah. People that don't like him don't understand. Him. No. Look, there's a there's a hype train to hate on Elon Musk. Really, you're, because you're he, on it. I <laughs> know. Uh, I I hate capitalism in general. Yeah, I'm I not too. I'm not a fan, and I think. You know, we could have 
a lot of conversations about that. I think we could have an Elon conversation, but he, he skirts around, you know, the taxes he pays or doesn't. He paid pay eleven his. billion dollars last year in taxes, the most ever in history. Yeah. Do you know why he did that? To shut up everybody. You know why he wasn't paying taxes? Because he wasn't collecting a salary. Yeah, I don't want to get into that because you can. He wasn't collecting a salary. He's living on a loan. That's. I mean, he's still. Everyone he, thinks that. This is this is a side conversation. Everyone's like, he's the richest man in the world. It's not realized worth. Mm-hmm. It's not like he has a hundred and eighty billion dollars in the bank. It's he not, could he could wipe out global problems. It's, it's not and, it's not as easy so as that. I'm just saying, even if you were to throw his entire wealth at it, do you, do you think you, you think that those systems in place would let those issues resolve? The answer is no. Right. So because the system. This, the that's system, what I'm saying. The system itself is is. Yeah, so very fucked so up. He's, I he, don't disagree with that. The richest people in the world are not the resolve for that because even if they threw all their wealth at it, the systems need to remain in place because of the people that are making money off the broken systems. Yeah, I can uh, I can agree and nod that I I love innovation, and he's an innovator, right? He's done incredible things, and I mean, he lives in a fifty thousand dollar house down in Texas. Come on. Yeah. Again, I'm I'm not going to debate the you know morality or merit of it. I agree that Elon is an incredible human being, without a doubt. He's an incredible human being, no doubt about it. He he actually you know he wrote a letter to the UN saying I will provide five billion dollars to end world hunger if you can be transparent on where the money goes, mm-hmm. and they didn't respond. So. The actions are there. I like the guy. Jeff Bezos, fucking douchebag. Richard Branson, douchebag. A little bit less. I like Elon, man. He's different. Elon's different. <sighs> Learn about him. He's not the one, though. I think he's play. He I think he's. I don't think he's the one. I think special he's, knowledge. I think of he's what's player happening. Player one. I don't think nah. he's the one. I think he's player <laughs> one. He's controlling us all. Yeah. All right. We need to wrap this up. Yeah. I'm dozing off. All right. Not that this is an interesting conversation. (laughs) No, it's it's actually super fun. Way past my bedtime. All right, buddy. Good to see you. I love you, man. You too. Bye, everybody.